0: cast our semi-final review, joining the line as always and smarting from a Northern Suburbs semi-final victory over my beloved Marlins. Mark Cashman, how are you?
1: Yeah, a bit of a spring in the step, Berger. I thought uh, thought Norse did some good stuff over the weekend, but um, Mm. yeah, it's uh, grand finals another matter and uh, Ramwick, very, very capable opponents.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to talking about that shortly. Also joining on the line is Andrew Swain from Stansport. Hello, Swainy.
2: Hey, Berger, yeah, commiserations and congratulations to you, Casho, for your beloved North getting through. And I, as an impartial viewer, uh, will very much look forward to watching this grand final. The two best teams have made it, and uh, I think this is the best possible matchup that the Shoot Shield could ask for,
0: really. I think that's a fair uh, comment there, Swainey. Before we do, mate, there was a very animated man at um, Sydney Airport last week in an Akubra hat. Um... What's doing with Eddie, mate? It's all happening. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I mean, he animated is one way to describe it. Cranky. Um, yep. A little bit uh, feisty. Um, yep. Yeah, mate. What about it? Do you know what was so funny about that press call? I've watched it a few times back now and, you know, it felt like the lines of questioning were very, um, you know, quite... Standard, really, like nothing too out of the box. Uh, you know, any journo worth their salt would have asked those questions. Um, Eddie just had an axe to grind. And, um, mm. you know, the irony of it all is the the Aussie journos, and there's no disrespect to you, Casho, when I say this, but we're really a bunch of pussycats compared to the rest of the world. I don't know why Eddie's taking aim at the Aussie journos when he could really wait till he gets to France and then start Shooting, shooting from the hip over there. Um, mm. It was quite the quite the scene, wasn't it? And the best part of the whole thing was right at the end when he's kicking off about the worst press conference ever, and someone from the back of the the press pack says, "Hey, Eddie, what's with the Akubras? He <laughs> lost his mind.
0: Oh. They're Australian,
2: mate. It was oh. just it was the funniest way to end that press conference um And yeah, he kicked off, and uh, and off they went. But um mm. just something else, I, I, I haven't quite seen something like that for a long time. It's been very good to watch.
1: It was bizarre. And it's, it's, it's one of the things too, boys. In that, uh, in that, they wouldn't have got on the six o'clock news at night unless Eddie had blown up. And I think, uh, I, I I think I'm not sure whether there's some strategy with it or not. But uh, Eddie, being Eddie, is uh, it's very newsworthy, and that's. uh that's certainly what, what, uh, what it was and uh, what it's going to be. You've only got to look at the Steve Hansen stuff that's emerged during uh, uh, Tuesday this week. It's, uh, it's got everybody talking, hasn't it? Fantastic interview with Dane Coles talking about that. But uh, Eddie being Eddie is always going to be uh, it's, it's a headline. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a grab on radio and uh, there's plenty of social media discussion about it all.
0: She's old Steve Hansen loves a consultancy fee, doesn't he? Swing?
1: Oh, absolutely!
2: Although everyone's being told that he's not getting paid for it. Oh, um,
0: what he's just going out of the goodness of his own heart, coach the Australian rugby team. <laughs> oh,
2: legendary
0: I agree old with you there, Bird, coach. Coach. What a load of poop!
2: Well, Shag's got enough money as it is. He probably doesn't need any more. He's as a part owner in Nature Strip, which is a mm. you know two-time Everest winner. So yeah. he's going all right. But um, I, did,
0: I didn't know that. There you go.
2: Yeah, he he's, he, he loves his horses and, and both of them love a punt. So they're probably okay. just sitting there comparing um, horse horses. I'm pretty sure the Arc de Triomphe is the same week as the Australia-Portugal game. So mm. um, I wonder if we'll see some um, Anzac camaraderie at the old pre-Arc de Triomphe up there in Paris.
0: Well, uh, I did see the Wallabies were at uh, Villas-Bretonau this week, which is a very special Spot for the fallen Australian soldiers. I've been there on a, a manly Ruby tour. Actually, it was a fantastic experience. So good to see them soak you up. I did think the Akubras looked pretty good, to be honest. And the and the the um, the blazers. thought it was a good outfit. I just I do think travelling with thirty three acubras is a bit problematic uh, on in stowaway there, Kasha. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. You know, like who's the uh, who's in charge of making sure everybody picks up their Akubras from the uh, from their business class flights. You know, you've, you've got to have these sort of factors in. It's not just uh, the youngest bloke taking care of Wally. But, uh, yeah, so I, I I thought they looked pretty good. Uh, yep. Certainly they're, uh, they're they're gaining some attention, and that's uh, that's what it's all about, isn't it?
0: Yeah, we're not going to get into a business class domestic uh, discussion at the moment. So obviously, <laughs> another article that's been uh, hot on the press this week, but hopefully uh, things will head in the right direction in that regard. But, look... I, as um, we've seen, and excuse the pun, hold on to your hat this World Cup. It's going to be Eddie's show and um, expectations are sort of strange. But there's a couple of warm-up games this weekend. I, I just noticed on stand there, Swaney, that um, All Black South Africa plays Saturday morning at 5.30. Where are the Wallabies at?
2: Uh, they're playing it. So the All Black South Africa game's at Twickenham, I believe, which is going to be uh,
0: cool.
2: an absolute belter. There'll be 80,000 people at Twickenham, you'd think. Um, They'll sell that out, uh, which is fantastic. And then the Wallabies play early Monday morning against France at the Stade de France. And um, I guess we've just got to probably keep an eye on what Eddie and uh, what uh, also the French do, really, with, with their teams. It's going to be very interesting to see. Does Eddie try and keep some momentum, jag a win somehow, play his strongest team, or... Does he uh give a few of the sort of um less experienced guys and guys who haven't had much of a run in the rugby championships um uh, earlier this season a run? So that it's I guess that's all to uh, be decided, I guess. It's gonna be a very interesting um uh test match though. And that's early Monday morning, 115. We're on air for mm-hmm. a uh one forty-five kickoff. So those of you who are still celebrating after your grand final wins, particularly up here in Brisbane, will be able to stay up and watch the Wallabies play.
1: It's, definitely- it's a fascinating vision too, boys, that I, uh, I saw this afternoon of some gym work that's uh, sort of going on there and uh, some of the, uh, the weights that Taniella Tupo is, uh, is pushing in, uh, in, in the squat area. Swaney and uh, Berger you know like it's just absolutely amazing about, uh, about how strong this guy is so uh, hopefully he's peachy keen and uh, over all these little niggles that have sort of like uh, interrupted the past 12-18 months of his uh, footy career.
0: Absolutely we're looking forward to seeing how those warm-up games go and the World Cup just, uh, just around the corner so can't wait for all 17 that. days. 17 days. There you go. It really is coming around the corner. And it seems like everyone in Bloody Sydney's going over except me. <laughs> anyway, including you two uh larrikins, Um let's get on with the action from the shoot shoot on the weekend. Of course, the big semi-final double header, double header at North Sydney Oval. Uh, we might start with that first game uh with Ramick taking on Eastwood. Um Ramick too good, Rambick 38, Eastwood 20. Um, it was a game, sort of two halves. There, I mean, very tight affair up until about the fiftieth minute, and then Ramick just exploded, um, which they have done a bit this year. Um, but just too quick, too str- too fast, too strong, and overpower the Woodies, and a really impressive flurry of running rugby there, Kasha.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, certainly was. Uh, three yellow cards from uh, yep. from uh, referee Angus uh, Gardner seemed yeah. to tip things in. Uh, in Ramwick's uh, favour, and then they uh, they they really got their uh, their uh, running game sort of going, uh, and pressure in their defence. Obviously, uh, got a, a couple of late tries. I think Stephen Halls. I spoke to him quickly after the game, and he 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 sort of felt that uh, you know that uh, you know it it was a win, which uh, which is what you want to do in uh, in in finals, but uh, nowhere near as. Uh, as good as they uh, they probably would have hoped, but uh, I, I thought the absolute star of the day was uh, was Andrew Deegan. Just uh, just mm-hmm. the way he managed the game and uh, and was able to unleash his captain Ben Houston at, uh, at different stages. He does a beautiful flat ball to the left and also to the right to uh, uh, that uh, that Ben's able to um, choose the way he runs onto it and uh, in, into space. And generally, there are uh, you know they're hanging out the washing, uh, defence-wise, and uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he he scored a nice early try, but uh, overall a, pr- a pretty good hit-out for, uh, for for Ramwick. Many are saying that they're the uh, they're, they're the favourites coming into in, into this uh, into this shirt shield grand final, but uh, a real good performance I thought from uh, from their pack. Cormac Daly did some good stuff. Uh, Benny Houston, of course, was there. Uh, Nick Chan was uh, was excellent. Matthias Jensen's very strong at thirteen, so uh, his uh, his matchup with uh, the probability against Henry O'Donnell, the under twenty international uh, in northern suburbs, number thirteen jump is going to be uh, you know one of the things that decides the grand final.
0: Yeah, I think they're now unbeaten in ten straight games. I think since round nine, um, they're. Uh... They're really firing. Uh, they have been firing. Let's be honest for most of the season, Swanee. They, I mean, as good as Norse have been, that they, they do just seem to be the team to beat. Just they're just um just got so many threats everywhere, don't they?
2: Yeah, exactly right. And you know we mentioned the packs before. I mean, it was that sort of a bit of a scrumathon, and you know that's where all the yellow cards ended up coming from—a penalty yeah. try as well. Uh, and that was the catalyst for, for ranwick in the end. And, and it was good to see that set piece. that You know, Eastwood all this year have had such a strong set piece. Um, so for them to beat them at that first and foremost and then unleash their, you know, Ferrari of a back line yeah. um, was quite outstanding. It's going to be fascinating battle up front, isn't it, um, between these two packs this weekend, Norths and... Randwick, uh, we had Benny Houston and Harry Bury on Clubland at the same time uh, this week, which uh, goes to air tomorrow night. <laughs> and mm. I've gotta say, at the end of the interview, I actually had to tell them both to smile because there was just so much cagey nervous energy around them. Um, mm. and they they sort of eventually were able to crack a smile, but it was, yeah, quite tense, I gotta say. Uh, of an interview. It'll be interesting, uh, you know, interesting to, to see. But um yeah, Benny Houston didn't ma- mention that, you know, their their pack is where they're gonna win this game if they're gonna win the grand
0: final. Yeah, uh, I, I just got just so much dynamism out wide too. Jensen, Yasmin, um, you know, Dowling, etc. It's just uh there are threats everywhere. And even off the bench I thought um Milne and and, and Maui were excellent. So They've got a lot of options um, and looking really good. A quick word on Eastwood, obviously a uh, perennial finals team and always uh, there or thereabouts uh, deep in the finals series. Uh, disappointing way for Ben Batch to go out there, Casho, but uh, I'm sure uh, he'll look back at his tenure as coach and probably as a player, he's probably had an unbroken run there at the club for a long time and uh, look back with plenty of memories.
1: Yeah, one of the good guys of uh, Shoot Shield, obviously, he stood down some uh, some weeks ago. He's looking for uh, for uh, a, a bit of a change. I'm not sure where that's going to be at this particular stage. He's uh, he's looking for a, a professional job uh, somewhere somewhere up, up up the through a bit, and I think he's perfectly suited for that. Uh, and we'll see where uh, where he lands in uh, in coming weeks. I think uh, I think once the grand finals out of the way and all the Eastwood teams. Uh, I finish for the year. I think you might uh, find some sort of announcement about where where Ben's heading. But uh, yeah, listen, I th- I I think Rawick were just able to move them around a bit a bit too much, and uh, mm. uh, they're able to um, you know uh, tire out some of their bigger guys. And there are some bigger guys there: Willie Leoso, who scored a, n- a nice try early. Ed Craig, Charlie Granger, and uh, all, all all those sorts of guys. and uh, yeah, they, uh, they, they sort of fell away towards the end, which which would have been quite disappointing because they're, uh, they are they have been a perennial uh, finalist in, uh, in Chute Shield and probably along with uni have been one of the more successful clubs uh, of the past decade or so.
0: Absolutely. All right, moving on to the second game was uh, Northern Suburbs taking on Manly. Norse 23, Manly 5. Um Interesting game, really was uh, one side in it most of the contest, to be honest. Norse dominated, they were just so excellent um, in defence, I have to say. Manly did have a lot of opportunities that unfortunately couldn't take it. They had um, some good area pressure, but just couldn't convert. And a lot of that came down to, um, you know, set-piece dominance, I thought, from Norse. Much much better at the line-out, um, probably won the scrum battle too, and defensively, um, just squeeze Manly and any real opportunity they had to sort of to get a try was sort of snuffed out. Um, I remember uh, first play of the second half, I'm just say like, just just from, from a Manly fan's point of view, just, just win the kickoff, get it down there. Felt like there was a bit of a maybe a 10-point win on, on hand. And I think straight off the kickoff, it was a short kickoff. Norse was just hungry, won it, and were on the attack straight away. And um, they were just just two just too, too on it from the get-go, Sweeney.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the key, I, I think, a bit about club rugby this year, you haven't seen a lot of people taking awful lot of penalty goals, I think, mm-hmm. and I think North, you know, once they got into that position, were able to just take advantage of that, that you know, bat the three over. Jude yep. Gibbs is, you know, such a such a good goal kicker. Yep. Um, it was a tough win, but, you know, yep. to be able to take those points, get out to a six-point lead, then score your try, then get another... Yep penalty goal, you know, they just were... They're clinical, yeah. Clinical, accumulated through the game. Yeah. Um, when they got into position to score, they did. And, yep. you know, that was probably the ball game in the end. And you're right, it just at the set piece, uh, just a little more uh, finely tuned, I think. And, um, yeah, the I think, you know, North's deserved grand finalists.
1: I think probably one of the keys, boys, to it was... Uh, the performance of uh, the tight head Michael Scott, Scottish uh, Scottish guy, and Hugh Sinclair. I, th- I thought they were particularly outstanding. And uh, the other thing that worked very well for Norse was uh, was their bench. You know, they can draw on Sam Kitchen, Jack Brewer, who uh, and uh, Apo away, Saxon Gillies, Charlie uh, Jevons, Fellows is, uh, is 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 also is is also part of that. Uh, that sort of like a uh, bomb squad and it uh, really sort of worked for them. It enabled them to keep that momentum going where perhaps if they had the same personnel on the field, uh, Manly could have worked their way back in, grabbed a try and then uh, and then got a bit of a sniff and back into the game. But uh, that just wasn't a to be.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that about penalty goals. I know Norse have taken the most shots at goal all season. A lot of sides... I don't know if it's a trend. We've talked about this before in, in Super Rugby and even the Wallabies for a long time refusing to take points, but Norse have taken them all year and, you know, the minor premiers and um, are in the grand final. So there's some method uh, to yeah. that, you'd have to say. Oh, um definitely. And, and, yeah. I
2: was just, just going to say, that. It's, you know, it's not just a trend in Sydney club rugby. Actually, up here in Brisbane as well, um, a lot of clubs, particularly, well, Bond Uni finished minor premiers, right? They're a team who absolutely refused to take kicks at goal, even though they yeah. had the they had the best kicker in the competition in Hamish Roberts, and they bombed out. They yeah. they bombed out in straight sets uh, against um, Wests in the first week, and then against Brothers last week. So, um, you know, you got to take points when they're on offer. Um, I think yeah, it's a balance, cool.
0: and you you got to have a feel for it, don't you? Just uh, a, exactly, it's a North's feel. just Norths just seem to have a, a good. IQ about it, and um, you know they know the right time to to have a push, and they know the right time to to accumulate. So um, good on them for doing that. Um, and you're right, Cash, They've got an excellent bench uh, that's been a real feature over the final series. Uh, obviously, got a pretty healthy squad. Seem like they're in a much healthier position uh, in terms of bodies this time of the year as they, uh, compared with last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's very much so. And I think uh, I think one of the things that uh, Zach Beer did at the end of last season was uh, was he sort of went away and realised that you you probably need four first grade props to uh, to contend and that's uh, that's what he's got on his uh, on his books at the moment and uh, two two very good hookers uh, James Margett is uh, for the first sixty or so minutes absolutely dynamic you know one one of their best ball carriers so uh, and then uh, you know the Bond squad comes in and they uh, they, they just Sort of keep on going, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's 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 a bit of you know there's, there's a couple of blokes there from uh, from the 2017 grand final side who uh, who give them some sort of experience of, um, of 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 being there at the big dance. You know, Hugh Sinclair was uh, was certainly there, and there's others who are in and around it who did uh, some good stuff there. Uh, Sam Kitchen played a role in uh, in in 2016 and 2017. So Gary uh, yeah. Bury played fullback, would you believe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Saxon Gillies, old man, actually won a premiership for Manly 97. Oh, there you go, Duncan Gillies. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I just on a Manly point of view for a moment, uh, that it was a bit of a disappointing performance. I have to say, uh, as stifling as Norse defence was, they really. Made a lot of errors in attack and um, a lot of work on, we said it last week, but they, they didn't have a good second half of the year. I, I I did feel when the season kicked off, we were going to have a strong season across the club. And I sort of thought first grade might've been anywhere from that fourth to sort of sixth, seventh, eighth range. And, and they were, and they may not have been the fourth best side of the cop body in the season, but they did have a, a good start to the year. And I think there's plenty to work on there for uh, Chris Deleuze. I think was, Third in the club championships, they got second grade and fourth grade there on grand final day this weekend, and and a cult side as well. So it's uh, all in all been a, a pretty successful year. But the search goes on for some success uh, for first grade because that is, as we know, um, the real needle mover for club Sweeney.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know that's yeah. It's the it's the success at the top you can have a yep. really good um, so team like Randwick for example um, you know club champions this year and they've yep. made their first grade team's made the grand final now um, yep. you know they'll look back on this season with a, a absolute fondness um, yep. but if they lose the grand final on the weekend yeah uh, it just leaves a little bit of taste in your mouth doesn't oh, it oh it's true
0: but it, but it will it won't be a little bit of taste It'll be a huge taste i mean the club championships amazing huge achievement um, from an all-of-club point of view, it's almost as good, if not better, than a first-grade premiership. It's just something uniquely powerful about a first-grade premiership. Everyone knows it. It's important to the coaches. It's important to players. It's uh, it's the times that bind the whole club, even though it's the one grade. But um, this weekend, Norsen and Ramek, um, they've been the two standout sides. Um, probably from a, you'd have to say, close to around halfway through the comp after the buy they I think Norse have only dropped the one game. to Ramic haven't dropped a game, on they had one by against a uh, one draw. Sorry, against Manly, um, they have been both excellent. Um, I think the bookies will have Ramic at short odds, but not by much. I think Casho's point there is pretty prudent. The Norse have probably got a bit more experience um, of players that have been in and around the finals for a long time. They've also probably feeling a bit burnt from. Maybe a couple of going close the last couple of years, so you know, takes you to lose one to win one. Maybe, maybe And Maybe that's, but maybe that's what Norse might be leaning into this weekend. But it should be tense. It should be tight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Um, you know, the, you know, the, it's it's an old cliche, but defense wins these sort of games. And uh, yep. you know, from uh, from what I saw over the weekend. Uh, uh, you know those two games back to back. Norths do uh, do have the better organised defensive structure at uh, at this particular point in time. Uh, you know whether the uh, you know the ups and downs of the grand final is going to going going to affect the connectivity and uh, you know there's uh, there's there's certainly some some dangerous weapons there in that uh, in 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 that Randwick backline and uh, Benny Houston's uh, probably one of the better ball carriers. Uh, uh, in the in in the shoot shoe at this particular time, I think Johnny Geddes from Rugby News spoke mm. about his time at the West Tigers uh, earlier this year. He had four months there before coming back to play at the uh, the Wicks, and he said it was uh, the darkest of days. The training was uh, the training was was so hard, but it set him up for uh, you know uh, what uh, what what could be a a great end end to the season.
0: Well, he he strikes me as uh a really good back row. I I mean, we've talked about other back rowers this year, but Houston's there on grand final day. He's been one of the form players of the comp um, the last couple of seasons. It does remind me a little bit of his coach, Swain. He seems to have it always. He's a good link player. He's got a bit of speed and, and he can sniff a try out in the wide channels.
2: Yeah, absolutely. As I said, we spoke to him on Clubland this week. He's a, he's a guy with um, a bit of understated confidence as well. He, um, he plays with that understated confidence and you're right. He's Quite a similar player to, yeah, he's coach. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see, you know, and he's a good young leader. Uh, yep. And speaking of young, I just wanted to make a point around the young coaches that the the four coaches of the the four semi finalists, um, you know, all quite young. Mm. Um, you know, Hoyles, Zach Beer, Deleuze, and, and Benny Batcher. Um, you know, I think there's a new generation of head coach coming through, uh, which is really good to see. And that's been one thing in Australian lug- rugby that we have yeah. really, really lacked, and that is a pathway for young coaches coming through. Um, and to, to see the two other guys who were nominated for Coach of the Year, they're both young um, yeah. and both um, both hungry and both very talented, um, to see them battling it out in the grand final is – you know, definitely a positive thing for Australian rugby as well.
1: And, and there's that. another one coming up, boys. Of course, Josh Holmes uh, mm-hmm. down at Ringer in uh, in, in 24. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there the, there is quite a quite a run of young coaches uh, that that are uh, are going to steer the game through for the next uh, five or so years. So that's uh, that's good news, isn't it?
0: It is. These are our grand finals on the weekend. Third grade Colts, Eastwood taking on Manly. Second grade Colts, Ringer taking on Eastern Suburbs. And in first grade Colts, Ringer taking on Eastwood. That man, Josh Home is coaching uh, the Rats. Rats and Eastwood, that'll be a, a seriously good game, uh, Swainey. They've been the two standout Colts sides this year.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, as we said, the Rats have been so outstanding uh, across their Colts program this year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Eastwood... Uh, you know they, they've always got such a wonderful young program, don't they? So yeah, that, that's yep. that's going to be definitely a spectacle. Um, so make sure you get out there to to art to watch that. Is that one at art as well?
1: Uh, Concord Oval, I think. Yeah, Concord Oval are on the on the Sunday. The Sunday. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, get out the Concord then. In the and, lower- and, and Actually, while we're talking about colts, uh, yeah, uh, the the poor old Warringah third grade colts side. Had gone through the season until that stage undefeated uh, last Saturday, and they uh, they got nutted by uh, by Eastwood, and uh, you know, no grand final appearance for them after being undefeated up until then. The only thing worse than that is making your way through to the grand final and getting beaten.
0: Well, you know, what's even better is the fact that Manly could win it, so my heart bleeds for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the lower grades, Manly's taking on Ramwick in fourth grade. Third grade will be Ramwick taking on Eastwood. Second grade, Manly upset the all-Ramwick apple cart by uh, beating them last weekend, so Manly will take on Sydney University. And, of course, the big one on Saturday, Ramwick and Northern Suburbs. Very much looking forward to all those games, particularly the big one will uh, you might get much sleep this week. Will you? he's funny.
2: Oh, no. He, he's burning the midnight oil, no doubt. Just, yeah. uh, you know. You'd
0: be at Percy's just, every night for a $10 steak. Just
2: and and to... just biting the fingernails down to an absolute nub, I would have thought.
0: I reckon. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, part
1: of uh, part of uh, Saturday morning is to head down to South Curl Curl Pool and have a dip in my Norse Budgie Smuggler's before having a robust coffee and breakfast and then, uh, and then heading out to uh, Leichhardt Oval to uh, take up the uh, largesse of the Sydney Rugby Union official, official function. So, uh, and hopefully uh, a bit of back-slapping in a, in a, um, in, in a dressing shed uh, after the game.
0: Yeah, now I, I heard from a, a source at Northern Suburbs that you barge through the doors of the Norse Change Room and demanded a beer uh, yeah. on Saturday, Kasher. Um <laughs> Throwing your weight around, are you?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was. you know, I used my classic line, don't you know who I am? And uh, anyway, they said, yes, thank you, Mr. Cashman. What would you like? Would you like a, mm. uh, a you know, a, a, a 2 draft or a, you know, I think it's a gauge road uh, yeah. uh, special? Oh, yeah, the single uh, fins, yep, the single fins single fin, so I, uh, I, I went for the sponsored product and had a had a single fin, and uh, I uh, I sat back with uh, with retiring president Graham Hound O'Donnell and uh, enjoyed the uh, the singing of the song, which was great.
2: Do do they give you free coffee down at South Curl Curl Beach when you're wearing your budgie smugglers around as well?
1: I'd uh, I'd covered up by then, uh, Swaney, as. Uh, you know, it's a it's a family show down there. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it uh, it's uh, five bucks for a large soy cappuccino. So uh, no freebies down there, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, you don't scare so many kids down there at Kitty's Corner, Casho, please. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. We've got one more to get through next week. And... Um Mark, I wish you all the very best of luck on the weekend. And Sweeney, uh, what's happening in Queensland? Semi-finals or grand finals? No, weekend? it's
2: grand final weekend. My yep. men, brothers, yep. are through, yep. the and they they take on um, they take on Wests, who are the defending premiers. So it's uh, it's going to be a fantastic uh, match up. There's quite a lot of representative players in both teams. Um, brothers sort of led from the front by Harry Wilson, Lawson Crichton, Jeez. Hamish Stewart and, uh, and Paddy James, and then um, Western, Western Districts, West Bulldogs, they've got the likes of uh, Moses Cerovi, um, you know, that Sarah Uru and Hunter Paisami were playing for them, but they got pulled out to Australia A duties, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> <for Australia. laughs> that's good for brother, but that's on Sunday afternoon, so they've split the two grand finals up, um, and it's down at the new Ballymore. Once again, we're back at Ballymore, so... There's a, oh, lot of, uh, a lot of, um, you know, things to look forward to this weekend on Stan Sport. You can catch it all on Stan and Nine Gem as well.
0: Beautiful plug. All right, gentlemen, enjoy your footy, and I'll talk to you next week. Good luck.
1: Lovely. Thanks, boys.